You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion Series with author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Exodus chapter 30, verses 1 through 10, the altar of incense. Having given Moses the instructions for building the tabernacle and most of its furnishings, God gives further instruction for other articles. The first is an altar made of acacia wood and overlaid with gold. Its purpose is for burning incense. It was to be a square of one cubit or one and a half feet. It was two cubits or three feet tall. It was the tallest piece of furniture in the room. It would have four horns, similar to the altar. The horns are said to represent the four directions surrounding the tabernacle where the twelve tribes are encamped, which signify all the people of God. It will also have a molding around it and two gold rings below below the molding, two each on opposite sides, to accommodate poles which would be used to carry it. The poles were to be made of a similar material, acacia wood overlaid with gold. The altar of incense would be placed in front of the curtain that separates the two rooms in the tabernacle. Aaron was to burn fragrant incense on the altar every morning and evening when he tended to the lamps. This was to continue throughout the generations. This altar was to be used strictly for this particular incense. He was not to offer any other incense or burnt offering or grain or drink offering. Aaron's own sons would be guilty of offering strange fire and would pay the price for it. Leviticus 10, 1 and 2. Once a year, Aaron was to make atonement for the offering with the blood taken from the atoning sin offering applied to its horns. Verses 11 through 16, Atonement Money. Then God tells Moses, When you take a census of the Israelites to count them, each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time he is counted. Then no plague will come on them when you number them. Taking a census was not forbidden, but it had to be done the right way. Because David failed to pay the ransom price, God sent a plague. This is recorded in 2 Samuel 24:15. When King Joash began temple repairs, he paid for it partially with money collected from census funds. At that time, they did the right thing by collecting it. The amount they were to pay was half a shekel. The rich were not to give more, and the poor were not to give less, to atone for their lives. The money was not collected because God needed it, but it was to be used for the service of the tent of meeting. Verses 17 through 21, Basin for Washing. The next article to be made was a bronze basin on a stand filled with water. It was to be placed between the altar and the tent. Aaron and his sons were to wash their hands and feet whenever they entered the tent of meeting or when they approached to present a food offering. In this way, they would be ceremonially clean. Failure to comply would lead to death. They shall wash their hands and feet so that they will not die. This was to be a lasting ordinance throughout generations. Nothing was done casually in regards to the priestly duties, but each article and offering had a function and pointed to a deeper spiritual truth. Verses 22 through 33, Anointing Oil. Next, Moses is told to formulate a sacred, fragrant anointing oil, the work of a perfumer. They would have been familiar with perfume making from Egypt. It was made of liquid myrrh, 
fragrant cinnamon, calamus, and cassia. Myrrh oil is a bittersweet, dark brown resin compared with a fruity scent reminiscent of treacle, plum, and figs. We're familiar with the scent of cinnamon, but calamus oil smells like warm, spicy wood, and cassia smells similar to cinnamon and is sometimes used as a replacement for it. They are to use it to anoint the tent of meeting and um, the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, and the basin with its stand. By anointing them, they were consecrating them as holy, and thereby whatever touches them would be holy. Aaron and his sons were also to be anointed with it. This same formulation was to be used throughout the generations. They were not to use it in any other setting or for any other person. They were not to use the same combination of spices for themselves because it was sacred. The penalty for violating this, either of making it or applying it to someone other than a priest, would be that they would be cut off from their people. In this case, it refers to the death penalty. Verses 34 through 38, Incense They were also to make incense out of a mixture of fragrant spices in equal amounts, gum, resin, onicha, and galbanum, and pure frankincense. It was to be ground into powder and placed in front of the Ark of the Covenant in the Tent of Meeting, where God promised to meet with them. Because it was also holy, they were not to make any incense using this formula for themselves, as if it was ordinary. If they did so, even to enjoy its fragrance, they were to be cut off from their people. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or the Gospel do we find in this chapter? The altar of incense was the final step before the high priest entered the most holy place once a year. Incense represented the prayers of God's people who could approach God because their sins had been forgiven by blood and now they expressed love and worship which was pleasing to God. The writer to the Hebrews refers to the altar of incense as being in the most holy place because a censer of incense is carried in there with the high priest on the day of atonement. The incense altar was lit from the coals in the altar of sacrifice. Prayers can only be offered because the sacrifice has already been offered, otherwise he would die. Likewise, we can only approach God in prayer because Jesus has been sacrificed and has made a way into the presence of God for us. The altar of incense was to burn continually. Jesus continues to intercede for us. It was while he was offering incense to God that Zacharias was informed of the upcoming birth of John the Baptist. For the atonement money paid during a census, the rich were not to give more and the poor were not to give less to atone for their lives. Likewise, the ransom price is the same for all, the death of Jesus Christ, because God is impartial. In other instances, they are to give according to their blessing from God, but in regards to the ransom of their souls, both rich and poor are of equal value, both in danger and both in need of a ransom. The money collected was to be used for the service of the tabernacle and later for the temple. Sometimes they did this obediently, as in 2 Kings 12.4, 
and other times they failed to pay for the upkeep or repairs of the temple, drawing the anger and judgment of God. Haggai 1.9 Our offerings are for the support of ministers and the ministry. Aaron and his sons were to wash their hands and feet every time they entered the tabernacle to serve. This would teach them that purity was required and they should dread the pollution of sin. Likewise, we need to repent of the pollution of the sin we accumulate on our daily walk through the world. Jesus illustrated this when he washed the feet of the disciples at the Last Supper. He said, Those of you who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. The anointing oil contained myrrh, which represented death and mourning and pointed to Jesus' death and burial. The incense contained frankincense, which represented worship and Jesus' priestly role. These were two of the three gifts brought to Jesus as a child. The other was gold, which is also found in the tabernacle, and represented kingship. Myrrh was mixed with wine and offered to Jesus on the cross because of its anesthetic properties, but he refused it. It was also included in the mixture of spices used to anoint Jesus' body for burial, donated by Nicodemus. The incense was holy and set apart for this purpose. We can only enjoy God's presence through a mediator and the means he has appointed. All things must be done his way. We must be careful not to treat sacred things or ordinances as common, but reverently. To believers, the gospel is the fragrance of life, but to unbelievers, it is the stench of death. Jesus' name is like perfume poured out. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Exodus chapter 31. May God bless the study of his word.